So Jabari Parker is back. What does that mean? I'm going to talk about it right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Raina Jay's back with the vengeance back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This is the truth like 34. It's like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. The crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily. Mainly podcast royalty. The content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings. Focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it. Got a local feel like the red line. The blue line. The green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime. And press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's. That's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast, and thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day, Monday through Friday. Remember, Lockdown Celtics is free and available across all platforms, so make sure you're checking out the Lockdown Celtics podcast, even on YouTube, if you're new to the show. So, I'm John Corrales, I cover the team for Boston Sports Journal, and I've written a book called The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, very appropriate for the 75th anniversary, so go buy it somewhere, wherever you buy books. And on my website, johncorrales.com, for 30 bucks if you want a signed copy. So later on, I'll get into a couple of mailbag questions that people have sent in. Uh, talk a little bit about the game Wednesday night, the opening night game against the New York Knicks. And first, I got to start with Jabari Parker, who is back. Jabari Parker is <laughs> re-signed by the Boston Celtics. So all of the stuff I was talking about before, about why it made sense to let Jabari go, Never mind. Forget it. Uh, Why do you ask? It's a question that I asked right away. Answered by a couple of people online, the John Hollinger and other uh, very savvy cap folks. The cutting and re-signing did change the the way, I guess, the things are calculated. And and it didn't impact much of how how much money he was making. But it cut the Celtics salary cap hit. By about half. They saved a bunch of money in luxury tax, about $500,000 in luxury tax. So this this was financially, I guess, something that, that benefited the Celtics. Okay, great. But so now what? I still believe that it makes the most sense to save a 14th, uh, a 15th roster spot. I still think, I think it makes the most sense to have later on when 10-day season comes around, when the trade season comes around, to have that extra uh, that extra spot, that extra roster spot. So I start looking around and, and trying to figure out, okay, so what, what are the Celtics doing here? If it makes, and, and maybe they don't care, but th- I can't believe that they don't care. Like that's not something that, in all of what we've seen from the Celtics, them not caring about, what happens with the salary cap is not something that that fits. So the Celtics right now are about five million or so above the luxury tax line. That's not a place that they want to be. They don't want to be paying taxes for this team this year. Maybe they will. Maybe they just will and say, hey, you know, we're not going to mess around with it. But when you look at the salaries here, who who is on this team that they can get rid of? for that amount of money and, and save themselves money in the luxury tax. Well, I look at Dennis Schroeder as one guy, and then I look at uh, Wancho Hernan Gomez as the other, because Wancho's making six-plus million dollars, 
and Dennis Schroeder's making 5.9. Well, if Schroeder is, they could move him at the deadline. They could move him for a pick. They can get, they, maybe they can get some value out of him. That is, he's certainly a candidate at some point to move and to, maybe, maybe that opens up a spot for Peyton Pritchard. More playing time for Peyton Pritchard moving forward. If he's playing great and the Celtics are overachieving, does it make sense for the Celtics from a basketball locker room perspective to move Dennis Schroeder? I mean, business is business, right? So I'm not going to go, I'm not going to say you keep Schroeder because, uh, because it'll make Al Horford happy. You, you have to, if Schroeder is going to go and you can find a home for him, then you figure it out. You say, hey, look, guys, this is, he was going to leave after this year anyway. We're going to have to make do. We've got Peyton Pritchard. We've got other guys that can fill that spot. They're doing well. Let's open up, the, let's open up playing time for, for Pritchard. Pritchard's still on the team. These guys aren't going to be complaining too much about losing Schroeder because Pritchard's going to be like, yo, guys, I'm right here. I can hear you. Let's, let me just watch me be the backup point guard. Just let me do it. I can do it for you. So there's, there's certainly value there. I, I feel like I'm pointing towards Juancho Hernan Gomez a little bit here because a couple of reasons. Number one, I haven't seen him do too much in the preseason. He's done some nice things, but he's, he, he hasn't done as much as I would have hoped, but it's still a preseason. Fine. He makes enough money where if he gets moved for, you know, just for nothing, if you can salary dump him, you, you can do that and get under the tax, you're fine. And there's duplication now. If you're keeping Jabari Parker, then you you can just plug him into the Wancho minutes and just deal with it. So as much as I'm the one who is saying, hey, let's get Wancho Hernan Gomez and throw him out there and, and maybe he can be a reclamation project, if that reclamation project isn't panning out, then why, why not move on from him? So I'm operating under the Celtics are trying to get under the luxury tax idea. Signing... Uh, Jabari Parker, again, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me from that perspective. There has to be a subsequent move to, to that perspective. Um, not that I didn't think that Jabari Parker could get buckets in short stints uh, or, or, or longer stints. It's the short stints that, that I really uh, – I don't think that Parker can, can be effective in short stints off the bench. Maybe – the Celtics feel differently. Or maybe they're just keeping him as a break glass in, in case of emergency guy. In case Tatum or Brown or somebody goes down for a while, you got a guy that you trust, I guess, to, uh, to, to make, make buckets. So I'm still kind of wondering what the next thing is because I just don't see the Celtics carrying 15 guys for the rest of the way. I don't see them eating salary the rest of the way. Now, part of this is going to be part partly guaranteed or or non-guaranteed and and maybe he gets cut again later and that, that's just how it goes. And I, I don't we'll have to see what the salary structure how the salary is structured for sure. There there is something else coming. There is something else coming at some point here. This is not how this is going to go the rest of the way. How it goes, I'd love to figure that out. I'd love to be able to tell you exactly what the next moves are. But 
We're going to find out together. So Jabari Parker is back. He is officially signed by the Celtics, and that he, he will be available against the Knicks. So we'll see uh, how he impacts the game, if he impacts the game, and what the Celtics are going to do next. So when we come back, we'll talk about that game and some power rankings that from the, the Lockdown Podcast Network that have the Celtics, I don't know, maybe a little lower than, than you might think. We'll talk about that after I talk to you about sweat block. You know, we've been talking about sweat block now for a few weeks. These are the wipes that stop sweat for seven days. It seems like people have been listening. I've gotten a couple messages from people. We have friends of Locked On who have tried sweat block and love it. There's a high school teacher who said that he'd pit out by the fourth period. He heard snickers and whispers from the students. So he started bringing the second shirt to, to change between classes. Then he learned about sweat block, tried it, and now he's hooked. No more snickers, no more second shirt. There's a Hollywood producer who was working on the set of a Marvel movie. She was working 18-hour days. She tried sweat block. She loves it. No more sweaty production days. She even reports that one of the A-list actors uses it. That's pretty cool. Uh, staying dry on the set and on the red carpet. Nice little secret for these guys to be set, you know, uh, staying uh, dry on the red carpet. That's cool. And a soccer player who heard us talking about sweat block, thought it was too good to be true, and he tried it. It works. Next practice, he was dry and everyone else was wet. So he tried it and it, it worked. You go ahead and try it. You can get uh, stop sweat for up to seven days per use. It's doctor created and doctor, doctor recommended. There's a dry shirt guarantee. If it doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. So use it anywhere on your body, anywhere on your body, and you will be able to deal with that excessive sweat problem. Get 20% off with the promo code locked on at sweatblock.com or pick it up at Amazon and CVS. Make sure you're following our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. Thank you for making the Locked On Celtics podcast your first listen every day. People have been mentioning it on Twitter that it's your first listen. Really appreciate you doing that. Why not make the second listen every day? One of the other Boston Locked On podcasts, Red Sox, Patriots, Bruins, they're all great. Same idea, gets you ready each day, Monday through Friday. And uh, if you're a fan of, or if you're a fan of another team, there's a locked on for that team too. All right, Celtics and the Knicks on Wednesday night. I mean, really, one thing that I'm, you know, what are we looking for here? Uh, first of all, no word on whether Jalen Brown is actually coming back. He's questionable, which means I'm guessing, I'm guessing that he has passed one COVID test. They're waiting for the other COVID test. So if he passes a second one, I assume that means he'll be ready. That's my guess. I can't say for sure, but if he's out, then they, he wouldn't have the, the possibility. You can't say probable because you don't know how that second test is going to come back. So my guess is he's passed one, we're waiting on another one, and then he can come back. Will he play? How much will he play? One of the things that I'm looking here for here, Al Horford is out. Al Horford is not playing in the uh, opener. We'll see if he makes it back in time for Friday's home opener. So if Jalen is back, then who starts for Al? What what do they decide to do there? And how much does, does Jalen play? What, what kind of lineups is he in? Does he play 25 minutes? Does he play 30 minutes? I mean, he has, he's been presumably for 10 days not really able to to do much cardio-wise. Now, 
I say that if he's asymptomatic and he's sitting at home, there's nothing stopping him from getting on a treadmill, even though they say you're not supposed to. He, he may have just simply said, you know what, I'm going to. And if he did, then, then he did. And uh, hard, hard to say how, how players are going to treat this, but I, I feel like Jalen is going to kind of push the boundaries. If he's not feeling symptoms, then who knows what kind of cardio uh, he comes in, what kind of shape he comes back in. Uh, if he's in decent shape, then maybe he gets to play 30 minutes. If he's not, it's still, look, I don't care what you do on the treadmill. I don't care what you do, how fast you go for how long. It's not going to gonna duplicate NBA basketball. So continuity is still an issue for the Celtics. What are they going to do? What other defenses are they going to implement? We saw the heavy, heavy, heavy switching. Are the Celtics still going to go heavy, heavy, heavy switching with Robert Williams? If Robert Williams is the only big, is he going to switch out onto guards like he has been all preseason? Or are the Celtics going to go in there and implement a drop coverage, maybe some zone, maybe a little bit looser on, on when they switch or how they switch, changing the, you know, uh, what what they might be thinking and and. I think the preseason was kind of a, a heavy immersion kind of therapy. You know, you, you, you go and you switch and switch and switch and switch just to get your body ready to switch so damn much that by the time you come out of the preseason, okay, I get it. My I get it. And now you can get to the other stuff uh, a little bit more easily. So I want to see what they do with Rob. I want to see how Rob holds up. I don't want to see how many minutes they play Rob. That's another big important thing. He's played a lot of minutes in the preseason minus the game that he sat out. What do they do with him? Do they use him for 20 minutes? Do they use him for 30? That's a big difference here. And it'll explain a lot, I think, about how they feel about his his knee or, or just the workload that he can handle. So... Those couple of things are really going to be important. And from there, you know, hey, who steps up is, is always a, something that you watch for. How does Tatum do? Where does Tatum you get his shots from? How many times they're going to get him operating in the post? Curious about what the New York Knicks are going to do, how they're going to defend with Kemba and uh, Evan Fournier up there. And we'll see what the Celtics do. Another big emphasis for the Celtics is transition defense, transition three-point defense. That's something the Knicks have been doing a lot of and the Celtics really need to focus on. So we'll see how the Celtics handle that. I uh, just want to bring up these Locked On NBA Power Rankings. Power Rankings from the Locked On Podcast Network. I tweeted this out from the Locked On Celtics, at LO Celtics on Twitter. Uh, number one, the Bucks. Uh, so it goes Bucks, Nets, Jazz, Suns. Let's see how far down we have to go to catch the Celtics, right? Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm putting it up. So, Bucks, Nets, Jazz, Suns, Lakers, Nuggets, Hawks at 7, Heat at 8, Mavs at 9, Sixers at 10, still no Celtics, Warriors 11, Clippers 12, Boston 13, basically middle of the pack in the NBA. They're in that 13, 14, 15, 16 with, it's the Celtics, Bulls, Knicks, Trailblazers, and Grizzlies at 17, and then Hornets, Pacers, Raptors, Wolves, Wizards, Kings, Pelicans, Spurs, Cavs, Pistons, Rockets, Magic, Thunder. No surprises there except the Pelicans. We're down on the Pelicans right now in the network. Boston Celtics, who can they supplant in these power rankings? So obviously they're not going to get into the top five, six. They could go as high as seven depending on how this week goes. Uh, the Hawks, Heat, 
Mavs and Sixers are are kind of question marks. The Celtics are. I, I think there's there's higher expectations for those teams. Hawks interesting. Uh, I'm a little lower on the Hawks. He could be really good. Mavs are obviously Luca and and the questions there. I really question what Jason Kidd is gonna how that's gonna work over there. Sixers are a mess. Listen to the Locked On NBA Wednesday nights on Locked On NBA is what I when I host. I'll be hosting with Tony East of Locked On Pacers for tonight's show, talking about the opening night games, Lakers, Warriors, and uh, the first game between the Milwaukee Bucks and Brooklyn Nets. But the Sixers, we're going to talk about the Ben Simmons mess in Philly. They they could drop precipitously. Uh, in in these power rankings, depending on how the, the beginning of their season goes. So the Celtics, if they come out strong and play well against New York and play well against Toronto, they do have an opportunity to step up. Maybe they can climb above a couple of these teams. I know the Lakers and the Warriors are playing as I'm speaking. So um, we're just in halftime right now, actually. So uh, I think... Depending on how the Warriors and the Warriors look sloppy, the Lakers have looked sloppy. The Celtics could leapfrog a couple of teams. I don't know if they're going to get as high as six, but we'll see where the Celtics land. Right now, the Celtics are 13th in the Lockdown Podcast Network power rankings. All right, going to take another break here. Come back with some mailbag questions. Mailbag questions coming up, including uh, where the Celtics could finish in the in the seating. And a question about Celtics travel, which is uh, an interesting question. Going to do that after I talk to you about Built Bar. Uh, I love Built Bars because they're just delicious and they're they're great. Low calorie, high protein. You grab one after a workout. It's not going to blow out your cardio. You're not. You're going to get the protein that feeds your body. They have a ton of delicious flavors. Uh, I liked. I like the salted caramel myself. But check out these macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, 4 or 5 grams of sugar, and 4 or 5 net grams of net carbs. So get one today. Go to Built.com. They're always dropping new flavors. So special sale, closeout sales, all kinds of sales going on at Built.com. They're the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team and NASCAR. Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15. LOCKED15 gets you 15% off your order every single time. Use it more than once if you'd like. Every single time at Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. Bet Online is back and better than ever. They've got a new web interface for the start of basketball season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for basketball and football action this season. Head on over to the new updated desktop or mobile site. Sign up today. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Basketball, football, baseball, NHL, boxing, your favorite Vegas casino games, it's all there. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available during the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. It's where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. Locked On Celtics podcast is on YouTube now, so make sure you're subscribed to that if you want to watch the show. Thank you once again for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Let's make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd, who is the GOAT of all 
fantasy basketball podcasters. I mean, this is a, a podcast you need to listen to if you're playing fantasy basketball on any app, anywhere. He's the guy that's going to help you win your league. So check out Locked On Fantasy Basketball for sure. It's going to it's a great great podcast, and he's a workhorse. Uh, so yeah, do that. Couple of mailbag questions. People uh, continue to send in mailbag questions through johncorrales.com slash mailbag. You go to my website, you'll see the mailbag link right at the top. Use it to submit your questions. Uh, I try to get to them when I can. Sometimes I can't get to them for a few days. They become outdated, so I can't get to those. I'm sorry for doing that, but um, since I can't do the regular mailbag questions, the regular mailbag shows all the time, I like to sprinkle these in from time to time. So, Christian asks, John, you've predicted the Celtics might make it to around the fourth seed this year. However, if Tatum were to play at an MVP level, do you think they could make it in the top three? Certainly. I think there's an opportunity there for somebody, Boston, Miami, Atlanta, Chicago. One of these teams is going to potentially climb into the top three. So if Tatum were to play at an MVP level, that for sure elevates the Celtics into that conversation. And I think right now, as I mentioned before, Philly's the prime candidate to drop into that, you know, maybe fourth or fifth or or lower. If they can't figure out this Ben Simmons thing, if Daryl Morey really, really stands his ground and does not move Simmons and Simmons becomes more of a distraction, then they have the real chance to slip. So there's a there's a possibility there. I talked about potentially, you know, uh, Milwaukee kind of casually getting into the season. They were, there was nothing casual about the Milwaukee Bucks against Brooklyn in the opening night. Now, maybe that's national TV and they got their rings and everybody was a little amped up, but if that's how they play, if that's how Giannis Antetokounmpo plays all season long, ooh, that's, you're looking at a top seed there. That's, Giannis, Giannis was something different in this game. So, yeah, the Celtics could rise up to the third seed if Tatum is an MVP. Because I also expect Jalen Brown to have an all-star season. And if Tatum's an MVP and he's raising people's games, then you might even see Jalen's game go uh, to another level, and, and maybe he becomes an All-NBA-type player. If you have Tatum as an MVP candidate and Jalen as an All-NBA player, then a lot of great things can happen for the Celtics. Fred says, and this is interesting, um, useless but curious. So the Celtics start the season in New York. Do so they fly in on Tuesday with about 25 people, player, coaches, blah, 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 incur the expense of hotel and food and waiting around for a game Wednesday night? Or do they fly in Wednesday late morning, do a shoot-around, eat, and get to MSG around 5 or 7.30 for tip-off, then fly home after the game. So, just so you know, first of all, I think these questions are really interesting for people to understand. that They always go in the day before. They never want a chance going in that morning. They're never going to schedule a morning flight for um, a game because you just never know. You never know what's going to happen, first of all. You never know if a, a, a plane something goes mechanically wrong or weather or whatever like you just want to make sure you're you're giving yourself plenty of leeway so that's the main reason i think i think it's in the cba like you can only travel on certain days uh you're not going to travel the morning of a game and just from a basketball perspective just pure if let's say they were broke and they needed to save money this is not the place to save money uh, this would be, uh, I think it's a bad idea to fly, even in the luxurious flying 
uh, whatever charters and everything that they fly in now? No, I, I would not under any circumstances, want to, as a basketball player, fly in that morning, even for an hour. It's Boston and New York, so it's an hour. Uh, I would not want to go through the, the traveling up and down. No, nope. Guys have daily routines. You wake up, you go to shoot-arounds, you get your treatment, you come back, you take your pregame nap, you get up, you eat, you schedule your food out and all of that, and then you get to the arena at a certain time. And uh, it just wouldn't be possible to fly in the day of and, and get that done, even on a short trip like Boston to New York, which literally is in the air probably 40 to 45 minutes. Uh, just not something you want to do. And then finally, Bryson H. asks, Hey, John, if you were in Brad Stevens' shoes, would you bring back Isaiah Thomas on a one-year deal? This, I, I wanted to answer this question because it's a popular question that always seems to, to pop up from time to time on social media or wherever. And the, the short answer is, is I, I would not. Um, I wouldn't want Isaiah to... I don't think it's fair to anybody to bring him back for a year because he's, he's going to be... First of all, he's not going to start. I don't think he's going to get a ton of minutes. I don't think that the Celtics want to put a defensive liability out there. I think they've, they've gotten to a point where they can shore everything up and, and, and switch a bunch like we've seen and hit teams with some size. I mean, you look at the Celtics, the team that they can throw out there, uh, Josh Richardson it, defensively, just defensively, Josh Richardson, Marcus Smart, Tatum, Brown, and Rob. Uh, I've talked about that lineup a lot because I think that lineup can be really significantly good defensively. Uh, you throw, you take Richardson out and you put Horford in, now you're really big but still really good defensively. Uh, any, you, you put Isaiah Thomas into any one of those lineups. Look, they were good in the past defensively uh, despite having Isaiah Thomas, but that was a pre-hip injury. I, I know that there's a strong sentimental factor, and, and I love Isaiah Thomas. I would just rather remember the Isaiah Thomas days for what they were and not have to go through that again. I, I, I feel bad because I feel like there are 30 teams out there that say, man, I hope Isaiah Thomas hooks on with one of these teams in the NBA. But none of the 30 teams want it to be them. And I, I don't think that he's done playing basketball. He doesn't want to go overseas, so that takes away some options. He doesn't want to go to Europe and potentially make a bunch of money there. If it's not, a, it's not about the money, he, he has his pride. He wants to play in the NBA. So, you know, more power to him. I, I don't want to take away that opportunity from him. Boston, it's, I just don't think it's going to happen. I, I don't think the Celtics, I mean, he obviously can't do one of the two-way spots. Uh, I don't think they want to have him at the end of the bench and just sitting there because what you're going to have is, you know, Isaiah Thomas chance throughout the course of a game, especially, you know, hey, it's the second quarter, the Celtics are scoreless for two minutes, you're going to have a lot of restless people talking about put Isaiah in the game, put Isaiah in the game. You don't want to put the, the rest of the team in that position, and you also, you don't want to put Isaiah in the position to go out there, and if he's not good, then it sours people on, on everything. I just, I don't think a lot of good can come of it. I just don't. So... I think it's best if you focus somewhere else when, when it comes to the Celtics potentially adding somebody. I just don't think it's going to be Isaiah Thomas. So 
That's the show. Wednesday night, Celtics and the Knicks. I will be here right after the game. Well, not right after the game, but uh, because I do have to do my writing for Boston Sports Journal. So I do that, and then I do the podcast. And so the podcast will be there fresh and early for you in the morning. If you're listening on your way to work or when you shower, it'll be there when you wake up. That I can promise you. Of course, on YouTube, it'll drop uh, as soon as it's published. So you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you get those notifications. As soon as I publish it, boom, you can see it. So do you work overnights? Are you in a different time zone? Are you in a different country? Then, hey, maybe you can watch it on YouTube. It'll be there for you. I publish both of them at basically the same time. So hopefully you enjoy the show. Hopefully you subscribe. And hopefully you share the podcast and tell your friends, family, everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.